when it comes to issuance of profit warnings, the legal framework is very clear that you need to do it in good time so that investors get this information in good time. And uh, sometimes we've seen companies release this uh, profit warnings either on the same day when they are releasing their accounts or just a few days before that. The law is not very strict on these are the number of days you should have released the profit warning before you release the results. However, as good practice, we expect that management of listed companies will be aware of these issues which are causing them to issue profit warnings and therefore to issue those profit warnings in good time. Because if they release today, for example, with, together with the financial statements, then it doesn't assist the investors who should benefit from that information. Um, CNA has been proactive, I think, is an issue of understanding why, because sometimes we assume information was there, but sometimes because of, you know, there's so many negotiations between auditors and the management, sometimes there will be room for certain things to be done. So in this particular case, I think maybe it will require us to look into that issue and understand why a profit warning is being issued on the last day, maybe as they released themselves. So if, if, if there's a, there's a um, where we feel, yes, uh, there was an oversight, the law is very clear, there are penalties which, of course, we pay depending on the weight and, of course, frequency, other actions can be taken. But this is based on our findings after we, we look at the circumstances that decided maybe in the delay of the issuance of uh, um, I know you've made a little presentation and I see a small matter of acting in your title, but really what's on the agenda for you? Well, I particularly I think, as I said, we are in the process of engaging our partners, the market, and uh, of course just to look at the past year hasn't been very good. And therefore, where do we focus our efforts more? Uh, the feeling we have is we need to look at our legal framework because companies, our licensed persons and others fail perhaps because of the so many restrictive requirements in certain areas, the cost of compliance is, seems to be high. So among other things we will be looking at, of course it's, it still comes to the issue of deepening because when people have confidence in the market, then there are certain things that can be done very easily. And therefore, we focus on looking at the law and then creating confidence in the market, awareness, and of course, new issues. We want to look at the issue of SMEs. How do we facilitate them? Raise capital within the company. We want to look at innovations. We want just to ensure their local pool of funds which will go into securities as we know them. Otherwise, unless we have people who are ready to lend others money, if I use those words very carefully, even if you issued instruments, 
you won't be assisting. So I think it's a focus of how how do we do all these things? And uh, I spoke about doing a um, kind of roadmap just to see what do we prioritize as of now. Because I think we've learned so much from what has happened. What specific flows are you looking at that related to some of the Of course, for now, for you to issue specific uh, instruments, there are minimum requirements. Those requirements expected a certain level of capacity within the issue. For example, you should have a certain share capital. You should have certain structures in place in terms of governance. And then, of course, thereafter, there are specific continuous reporting obligations you need to meet as an issuer. We want to look at this and see how do we make it easier for even small companies who can raise money but still uh, make available information which is necessary for investors when they are making So, sir, would it be right to say that SMEs It is among those, the many. Because, as I mentioned, of course, we've seen other markets focus more on SMEs. We are not actually neglecting the other segments. We are only saying we know we have so many SMEs. Some qualify, really, to be listed or raise monies within the capital markets. But we haven't seen this very actively in the past. And then? No, this... For now, we have started our studies. We don't have the standards now, but those are the issues we are saying we want to go into. We already had a, a market segment for SMEs, the GEMS market, and the Nairobi Securities Exchange. However, we need to make it more facilitated. I'm talking about, about looking at requirements which support the SMEs in at least accessing the market. During the list of equity holdings, I think you mentioned that um, you're already working with some investors who want to go green on energy. So probably how how is that going on or are there any people who are actually potential? Yes, uh, I just to mention most of the investors we have be they the normal uh, investors, you know, fund managers, pension funds, Everybody is talking about sustainability, green. And I guess if you look at the safeguards which come with these instruments, people feel more safe. Because you see, if you look at the lines of verifications which come with these issuances, it just gives assurance that you know the investment assets are safe enough. So for me, I'll assume most of the investors, as we know now, will be willing to invest in uh, green, uh, green related in instruments and uh, particularly those who feel they want to do something about environment, society, governance. So it's open really. Um, a survey was done and we found out those investments, the in investors we have now, most of them still have a lot of interest in green you talked about uh, market market development as being one of your priorities and looking at the sandbox last year you admitted like uh, three companies and uh, they book a program has over 20 players uh, what are some of the lessons you are learning from the existing players that you have in your um, 
in your scheme uh, that you want to use to develop that new roadmap for welcoming new players and new products? Well, uh, there are two issues you touched on. There is the issue of innovation. So innovation, it will be in the regulatory sandbox. This is where we get new ideas. Maybe the communication we want very clear is there are those who have ideas, but the ideas could be hampered by regulation, especially in capital markets. If you have those kind of uh, innovations, um, I think it's open for them to come over. We we have a dedicated dedicated committee that looks at this, and we are hoping we can help these innovators advance the ideas into very big developments. And therefore, what we are thinking is there will be so many of those uh, innovators who haven't come out yet, we are encouraging them to come because I think we assess them against what is in our regulatory framework. But on the issue of uh, a booker, a booker is you look at certain companies and you give them some kind of profile, preparing them to be listed at some point or raise money. This we find is very important because it helps those companies which were unknown at some point to be open to investors who can actually inject in the capital which they require. So those initiatives for us are very important and we hope this is the way we uh, Also in 2019 uh, we saw your, your firm focus uh, on investor protection. We saw the flagging down of inter-global fortunes and uh, currently you have an issue with Sinton. Uh, what, what are some of the steps you'll take in 2020 to still promote investor protection? Seeing that uh, uh, there are reports that some guy, some guy ran away with over two billion of investor funds. Uh, what are some of the steps you'll take in 2020 to ensure investors don't lose their funds? Yeah, when we talk about looking at our legal framework, we realize there are so many lines of businesses which are not licensed. They are people who do business which either should be licensed and is not licensed at the point they are conducting this business. There are others who do business which they feel is not regulated. I think the new legal framework, as we do the amendments, will cater for all these cases so that we bring those who are not under our mandate within our jurisdiction. And of course, looking at unlicensed operations, I think we will step up our efforts just to ensure that, you know, if you are doing any business which is supposed to be licensed, you have the appropriate licenses. However, what we are saying is we want to do this in the spirit of encouraging business. So we'll need to see as you uh, do this business which is not licensed, how quickly can you be licensed? And then what are the shortcomings you have that need to be addressed because normally there will be reasons why people will be doing business which is supposed to be licensed but not licensed. So we will be looking at all this just to ensure everybody else is given you know, an opportunity to do business but within the law.